Steve, do you have those reports done? I need them before I go shook my corn. Greetings to the assembled listeners. I have prepared some pre-written remarks that I will read. I won't be taking any questions today. Hello. You are listening to a podcast. The name of this podcast is Up Next, the only podcast that fights fire with fire. The Up Next podcast has two hosts. One of the hosts, the person speaking right now, is named Stephen. I am joined, as always, by another host. I will now stop speaking in order to allow that host to introduce himself. Andrew did not appreciate how this intro has been going thus far. We nailed it. Our intros have been just such a disaster lately. I, I thought that maybe having something pre-scripted would like, allow us to communicate information clearly, uh, but also just maintain that like informal conversational style that we're we're known and loved for would would you say that that was pre-written yes i wrote it about two minutes ago but i've been stewing on that idea kind of all day i thought it was very clever well what i love about you and i is how differing our opinions are (laughs) (laughs) whatever andy um hey pal how the heck are you on this (laughs) fine friday evening man we're we're really fun guys friday night recording a podcast yeah um a friend of mine was like what are you doing tonight you want to go out do some karaoke and i was like i have to record two podcasts tonight so ooh, which other one are you doing tonight or have you done i have done with dan the uh the old excuse me i have a master's oh very good that was tonight excellent yeah i made sure to get all my fun out in that one so i could be nice and mellow (laughs) for you how about you man how are you fine all right good moving on <laughs> moving on <laughs> um oh i had a piece of housekeeping Ooh. before we get started andy that seemed like you were genuinely excited something yeah, different <laughs> breaking so, the anyway, mold yeah we're ending the show actually so this is our last episode just kidding everyone um so we and by we i mean i thought it would be fun to get some listener interaction going on in the show. So um, by the magic of Google Forms, uh, we, <laughs> we, and by we I mean I, um, set up some polls where you can assign your own rating to each album that we have talked about. Um, I will post a link to the page that has in itself links to the various polls. So, you know, feel free. Uh, rate some albums, rate all of them rate none of them whatever you feel like steve worked really hard on these forms at least vote on one <laughs> please it'd make yeah, him i'm not really sure how it'd make him feel so happy i haven't really thought through how we might use the, that data like i guess i would be interested in knowing like what our listeners are into that might help us pick music that people like because I, I do want the listeners to enjoy the show <laughs> And, and the homework um yeah that really uh, in, that's a good point i didn't know that's what we were going for because after this album i was like oh i know several things i was gonna make you listen to um but i was like "Ooh, i don't think the the average listener would appreciate this so 
That being said, average listener, show Andy that you're anything but and assign ratings um, to the, what, 11, 12 albums we've talked about. Um, yeah, or don't. You have... We, we honestly, we, we ask a lot of people for just being some, <laughs> some guys at the podcast. You have to do homework between each episode, and now we're asking you to do more homework. And It's just also, I just... I appreciate it being called homework. Like, I feel, you know, other podcasts would be like, yo, check out this album for next week if you want to listen along with us. And you're like, your homework is, um, if you could. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. We, we are asking people to do labor for us. For free. Yes. Please keep that, put that out there. Just... I mean, I guess someone could just listen to the show without doing the homework, but that would be just maniacal behavior i practically do that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i wish you were kidding more than i know you are all right so that bit of housekeeping out of the way um andy should we like talk about music let's talk about music do you have anything in mind for tonight i don't know do you i sure hope you do Oh shit, yes. So <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Everyone knows what we're talking about tonight because they did their homework. That free labor homework, yes. Alright, so tonight, episode twelve, we are talking about the album from the year of our Lord twenty seventeen, titled Fight <laughs> not Fight. Fire with Fire by the band Joy on Fire. Yep. Yeah, well, um, I guess it's my job to give some background on the band yeah, and album, um, which is like difficult for this band because I found very little information on the internet about them. They, uh, they are not on Wikipedia. Oh, no. Oh, no. So And no genius to... lyrics. What are we going to do? I know. <laughs> That's why I'm just trying to pad the episode with time up front with just this bullshit chit-chat. Uh, so, all right. So... Joy on Fire is a band that was formed in Baltimore, Maryland, and is now based in Trenton, New Jersey. What? I don't know why that's funny to me. Why is that funny? Hmm. The band is made up of Chris Olson on drums, John Paul Carrillo on bass, and Anna Metters on saxophones. Um, this record also features um, Shelley Purdy on glockenspiel and vibraphone on a few tracks. Um, and the band also these days includes Dan Gutstein on vocals. Uh, but the record that we are talking about does not have any vocals. Uh, Joy and Fire have released four full-length albums. Um, the Complete Book of Banzai in 2013, Fire with Fire in 2017, uh, Hymn in, in 2020, and Another Adventure in Red in 2021. What kind of music does Joy on Fire play, you might ask? Well, Joy on Fire describes themselves as punk jazz or rock jazz. And they've cited bands like Morphine and King Crimson and Pink Floyd as major influences. I gotta admit, I don't know anything by Morphine or King Crimson. But, you know, big big Pink Floyd guy over here. Because I'm cool and white. Yes. (laughs) You could be you could be a millennial, you could be 50, we don't know. But yeah. we know you're white. 
and like a sub suburbanite. Yeah. I was just looking up that saxophonist. She's going for her doctorate in composition at Princeton right now. Really? Yeah. Wow, you you uh did an even deeper dive than I did. That's awesome. Oh, because I was curious cuz you you're like this is the saxophonist and I was like I wonder if they are a jazzer like pr- primarily or mm-hmm. they're you know like mostly classical and this is like the mm-hmm. they're like this is my rock group. Yeah. And what did you find aside from that um, she is pursuing a doctorate from Princeton, I, the most prestigious of all the tons. Well, that's all I read because uh, I was oh, okay. trying to pay attention to you because that's how conversations gotcha. work. But I was ignoring you for a little bit to look that up. <laughs> well, at least you didn't lose the thread. Um, so, yeah, like that's essentially all I know about this band. <laughs> There's not a lot, a lot more information uh, readily available out there from what I found. I mean, I didn't like spend that much time you know i'm not getting paid for this okay yet so andy um you listened to this record right i listened to like two and a half times all right what'd you think of it high level time i thought it was all high level town i thought it was okay um (laughs) bringing that hot the hot podcast i said this this thing to alana about it and she was like don't say that Mm -hmm. Don't repeat it. Say it. No, Say I don't it, think I can. It. But uh, we can take it out if it's bad. No, I, uh, I was just like, I'm like, imagine if the sound of Snarky Puppy, ha- like, and the sound of the Bad Plus. Do you know of the Bad Plus? I do not. Uh, jazz group. They're great. I was, so I was getting like kind of vibes of that. But like, if you if those sounds merged and had a baby. And the baby was like not talented like the parents, <laughs> and then you know went off to like become like an accountant or something. God, I you are just such a pretentious asshole. Like I can't like it's insufferable sometimes. I thought it was God. fine. It's just I will say though that was my immediate thought, <laughs> and then it uh. As the album went on, I was like, okay. Like, I got more into it as the track lists went on. Like, it kind of, to me, it was like, uh, it kind of sounds like when contemporary chamber ensembles, like, you try to sound contemporary in chamber. Like, we're going to do, mm-hmm. like, licks and, and like, kind of, like, post, like, like pop minimalism is, like, it's been mm-hmm. called that kind of. Mm-hmm. But it kind of reminded me of the that genre of classical music. And then when I was thinking of it in that vein, I liked it a lot more. Nice. So I don't think it's bad. I just, that was my initial thing. I just <laughs> thought it was funny to say that out loud. Because obviously <laughs> the people in this group have vision and they're talented. Clearly, uh, Miss Princeton. But uh, yeah, I was just like. You just like, you just had to point out that they're not like the most like epic virtuosic like people in the world just because you're you're that guy no i wouldn't even say that (laughs) but there is a thing to say like if you like this then here's like these people that do that better i can also point (laughs) to like people that try to do what they're doing significantly worse you know yeah is is the bad plus more similar to Joy on Fire than Snarky Puppy? Because I, I, I mean, Snarky Puppy is like obviously a jazz fusion group, but I didn't 
Oh, the bad plus. I don't, I don't think the bad, all that similar to this. No, the bad plus is not. No, I would not. I was just saying it's like it's they they more have this group more has the sound of the bad plus, and then okay. it was kind of just like the uh, the going out and like just the soloistic kind of stuff and like the playing mm-hmm. repetitive kind of shit. It wasn't like necessarily the sound of Snarky Puppy. I was just also trying to gotcha. be dumb and pretentious, but. Mission accomplished. Listen, to- I'm glad you have that level of self awareness. Hey, man, I spent too much money not to be. <laughs> uh, what about you, Mister CPA? What are your fucking thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fine. Whatever. No, I enjoy it. Um, obviously, I picked it. Um, I don't have extremely like strong thoughts about this. Like, I'm not gonna like, even though I just maybe um, contradicted myself a few minutes ago. I don't know that I'm gonna like go go to the plate to defend this band or this record uh against any criticism but i just enjoy it i think it's it's got a cool vibe i like so for me like instrumental music is not my primary like listening uh media of choice <laughs> but it certainly has a place in my collection so i enjoy having like fallbacks like this to to pick from uh, i like that it's got like that element of improvisation and kind of like the sense of like, I was going to say jam, but I'm not trying to say they sound like a jam band, but they sound like musicians kind of like jamming out together. Uh, but it's it's got like that rock edge as opposed to just being like straight up like jazz. So I'm not always in the mood for that. Um, as far as just like the record itself, I enjoy that it feels very much like a cohesive whole. That's what the WH, it's not, not like a whole. No, it's just a gaping hole. Uh, especially like little touches like i think the intro and the interlude and the outro kind of help tie everything together um i guess otherwise than that (laughs) otherwise than that other than that musically tonally i love that just dirty fuzzy bass tone throughout um i love how big the drum sound i think it just it helps to bring about that rock kind of aggressive edge i was talking about um, and obviously the sax work is great. And I, I really enjoy on the various songs when there's like, I don't know, two or three saxophones playing on top of each other. There's someone at the door. Is it that cat? Can You can hear that, huh? Yeah. That's so annoying. I got to deal with this. Be right back. Anyway, um, as I was saying, I enjoyed the songs or the portions of songs where the saxophonist, um, Anna, would obviously record multiple saxes on top of each other and kind of layer those in. Good stuff. I I agree. You know, I, I agree so much that I kind of feel like I want to talk about this album. Word. Let's do it. And I would think let's begin with track one, intro. Would you say this sounds like the beginning of an album? <laughs> You know, that's exactly what I thought I, when I heard this. I do like grimy. You Okay, you're going to love this because you think... Grimy? You think I'm pretend... I, but, like, you know, good grimy. You know, like... Okay. But you're going to love this. Because remember what I said, I liked it more with each progressing track. So I'm reading mm-hmm. what I wrote verbatim just so, to put a <laughs> smile on your face. Grimy. Not bad. Kind of like a beginner jam session. <laughs> <laughs> like a beginner jam session <laughs> yeah this 
I, I like this track just for setting the tone. And I, I did, I was thinking earlier, it kind of reminds me or, or makes me think of like a band kind of warming up, you know, in the practice space, just yeah. kind of getting, getting loose. Yeah. What is the next track? Le, Le Font? Le Font? Le Font? Yeah. Um, what do you think about this song? This is what I wrote, giving me bad plus vibes, but not as good. <laughs> I'm sure that is what they were going for. A poor man's uh, bad plus. I do like uh they uh she does this a lot throughout the album, but I like how aggressively she trills. I'm like I'm a fan of aggressive yes. trills. And then this is also a trend throughout the album of doing improvising and then having a lick that's repeated and then yeah and then like maybe sometimes the like bass links up and stuff and hits but it's like improvised stuff groove licks improvised stuff groove licks and i think that mm-hmm. ties as a like as a structure as a song structure i think it does really well mm-hmm. yeah i totally agree I, I love the way the the bass and saxophones play off each other in this album and across the record or in the song and across the record um yeah, that use of the the trill technique. I just learned what what the word for that was. Otherwise, I was going to stumble through. Um, I to really liked when they I, when they played one sound and then played a Ooh. second one fast. <laughs> well, I was going to say vibrato. It reminded me of a vibrato. Isn't that what it's called when a vocalist does it or a similar thing? Similar, but you can. Yes, it's similar. S- similar, not the same. Similar. Um. Oh yeah, the use of repetition. I agree with you. I like that use of like once again, not just on this track, but on others as well, of kind of establishing that lick and then kind of repeating it, um doing variations on it, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, man. Pulls the listener in and then it makes you like really perk up when anything changes. I w- I was at this recital once and it was this solo bass and he would just play this and it would go Dun 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 for a while, and then eventually he would go da 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 dun 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 dun, and it would just be that, and then he would maybe shift it up so it was like the same thing but just like you know a couple pitches higher, and then for like minutes, and then eventually he goes do do he like goes into like some metric modulation shit, and you're like this is fucking hip, and if it was just that on its own, you're like that's not impressive. But mm. because it, it came three minutes after all of that, and then he played two more minutes of like the beginning pattern after that, and just like Jesus Christ, but repetition. <laughs> yeah, it can be overdone, <laughs> as in the case of your solo bassist. But not here, not by Joy on Fire. It's great. Not in the Spider's house. This is a long-ass song. It's like 10 minutes long. I like on their longer ones, they... Well, they have three longer ones. And mm-hmm. they all, I'm pretty sure, right? Like, at some point, they die out and then come back and then fade out. Not fade out, but, like, die out again. Yeah. Like, yeah, they easily could be broken up into multiple songs. Sort of arbitrary, whether they're kept as one or split up. This is... uh. This one reminded me of 
All Apologies by Nirvana. If you listen to the beginning of All Apologies and then the beginning of this, they gave me the same vibes. Nice pull. Yeah, I really like the bass line in the intro with like that that hammer on. Real nice. What did um I wrote I uh, like the Saxon bass playing in rhythm like about two minutes in. <laughs> do I read this? Yes, you do. Oh, oh I like this is a dick thing to say, but the <laughs> melodies just seem so elementary. <laughs> but you know that's what they're going for. <clears throat> I think because it is, like yeah. obviously they play they they play more complicated shit, but it's a nice it's a nice vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think like the simplicity. I mean, whether I'm sure, I think it is intentional. I think everything that we're playing is intentional. But like, I don't know. I think there's a place in the world for simple music or simpler music. You know, I mean, well, I, obviously, I would say that my my primary genre that I listen to is punk rock, which is generally incredibly simple. Um, so I'm just like more open minded, I guess. All I say is, all I remember is, you went, you were a good roommate, and you went to one of my percussion recitals, and. It was the up until that point the hardest thing I had ever played, like the most mathy shit I've ever played. And you came to me after the concert and said, "Did you guys just make all that up?" <laughs> it didn't. I was like, "This was the most rhythmically precise thing I've ever played in my life." You're like, "Yeah, it didn't sound that way." <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, "Whatever." So you know, there's something to say about just playing simple things and letting it be simple. Because sometimes you could play the hardest shit known to man, and your roommate will just yeah. think you're just fucking around. Yeah, I don't, I don't doubt whatever you're talking about it was very difficult, but I'm sure it was so overdone and like atonal and shit that like a normal person oh. couldn't even discern like a rhythm or beat. Yeah, that sh- I mean that shit does get overdone. There was this whole movement in that contemporary music vein where it was. Like, there's this famous essay called I Don't Care If You Listen or Who Cares If You Listen, implying that, like, I'm writing this for me to write this hard, beautiful music, and I don't care if you don't appreciate it. And I'm like, I, you need people to, that's true Mm -hmm. if that's for you, but if you want people to sit through a recital of it, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do also like back on, uh, Spider's House talking about how it dies out and comes back but it comes back with only this like layered saxes yeah and i was like that was hip and then the drums come in but it doesn't build like back right. to where it was when it died out i thought that was a nice move yeah in that nice like layered sax portion there's like also a lot of just good other like musical elements like chimes and stuff in the background um yeah i enjoy that part and it's kind of like a i'm trying to think what that like what the feel is of this section as i listen to it right now like almost like middle eastern influenced or something i don't know i might be off base there no i very much heard mm-hmm. that too so do you need an interlude from my I like I, craziness I, feel like I do i feel like i really do like you said i do appreciate that these are tied and it really does help tie the album together yeah i wasn't sure it's difficult to tell because the intro like fades out but it, and so does the interlude. But I, I almost think that the intro, interlude, and outro could just be played as one piece. Like, I think they link up. They at least have very similar, like, energy. Similar energy, similar, like, compositional, like, substance in mm-hmm. it. You know, like, it's, like, the same shit. 
just yeah. it seems like more more layers each time it comes back. So now we have like a little two sex thing going on. And then spoiler alert, the outro adds more shit. <laughs> but it's still the same vibe. Yeah. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, that like sort of the main riff of the interlude is taken from LaFont. The callback. If not, it's very similar. Mm, maybe, uh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> one too many hey's. This was uh, the first song I made a note to mention that I actively liked. Oh, hooray. The, and not, that's not to say I actively hated the other ones. Yeah, more neutral. I was just like, yeah, and this one I was like, ooh. Uh, the opening, like, bass, fucking sick. Just little licks, like, just mm-hmm. droning on that, that rhythm. And then the bells, get those bells in there. You know I love me some, some percussion. And this was giving me, like, when I said this was kind of reminding me of, like, pop minimalist contemporary ensembles, this was the song that really started nailing that vibe. Mm-hmm. And from, like, from this point in the album on, I was like, oh, this, like, I've gone to recitals and seen friends play shit like this in a classical setting. Hmm. Nice. Some stanky sax. Mm. I, yeah, dude. I'm going to take a screenshot <laughs> here. I literally wrote down just some real nice stanky sax work. <laughs> dude, yeah, man. That's, I could, I, it was funky. I like, too, how it just kind of gets progressively a little faster as it goes on. Mm-hmm. And then it comes back hard, comes back hard, and then it dies out again. Yeah, I just, I really like like towards the end like the last minute or so just that like intensity and energy build and like the drums i think this is like the most the drummer kind of lets loose as far as like doing a lot more active kind of not flashy but you know fills and things um yeah definitely rocking definitely rocking if i were steven i'd say this was a gold star track Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm not, so I'm just gonna say that I like oh, okay. it. Okay, yeah, you're you're a normal person then. Yeah, I don't assign homework and give gold stars. You were a teacher <laughs> in a former life. I might be a teacher in the current life. All right. <laughs> Your side hustle when <laughs> when I'm not in corporate America. I mean, we're all teachers in our own way. That's what parents say to make it feel like they're <laughs> smart. Um. All right, well, that's just the world systems we live in. That was dumb as hell to prove that you are, in fact, not a teacher, but very correct in the sense that that is the next song. (laughs) Man, I love the bode vibes that start it and end it. I'm just a sucker for bode vibe or fun. What is a bode? You... Take a violin bow and you oh, bow the oh, bars of a vibraphone. Bowed like that. Okay, cool. Yes, I didn't um, know that's what they were doing, but yes, the vibe is great on the song. Yeah, uh, little little odd meter action. Yes, I spent an embarrassing amount of time trying to count this out for myself. But so, if I may attempt, and you can tell me where I'm wrong, okay? Yeah, yeah. All right, so I was counting it like three measures of six, and then a measure of five. So uh, not for the again, whole song, but for like the beginning and I think end. My very 
my very thorough listenings. <laughs> um, I could not tell you. I do know that like there are chunks of it in six, and that there's there's a hemiola going What's on that? over it. Uh, two over three. So it's in six, right? I love this portion of the episode. This is my favorite part so, of each episode. So it's in six, right? So you can, but you feel in two big beats, right? Like the one, two, three, four, yes, five, yeah. six, one. But then if you were to emphasize every, every just grouping of two, mm-hmm. right? That's the hemiola over it. So you have like, one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five. Wait, I'm mm-hmm. messing it up, but it's like. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm familiar right. with this feel. Yeah, I went to the doctor recently and they said I might have a hemiola as well. Got a follow up, some scans and stuff. They're kind of concerned. I'm beyond <laughs> aggravated that you made this joke you, and you know what's great you know what's great about our friendship is i wrote down nice hemiola and i'm like if i say this he's gonna make a fucking medical joke about this um i'm predictable if nothing else yeah but overall this this song i just i love the um like the main drum groove on the toms and i just think it's like a really just nice chill kind of meditative vibe the previous track the previous tracks have been more rocking and this one's more like hey man let's just be cool and chill out man the other songs are definitely like you could fall asleep to it but this is the song that you lay your baby down to (laughs) this song will aggressively put you to sleep (laughs) aggressively yeah it was nice um oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah i whoa uh, double dub <laughs> double dub double dub double dub right, 11 minute song for the win this song up top for no well for a reason but not a very good reason i was just like bass going drums coming mm. in and just that stank drum just holding it down for i think a little too long like this kind of goes on for like, like we like get the it. intro part yeah. yeah, but it reminded me of Sick Transit Gloria from a brand new, problematic brand new. No, just the just, just the, the guy, singer, yeah, just like the guy that did all the songwriting and singing, and yeah, little guitar playing. Uh, yeah. So my favorite thing about this song is, like in the beginning, like you're talking about, you've got just that um, that bass and drum groove. They're just in the pocket. They're real low and kind of muddy and distorted. And then, like, they get to that measure and they they hard cut on, like, the third beat. And then that, I don't know, is it the Glock? Is it the vibe comes in? Yeah, both of them. Yeah, sounds great. And they just, like, cut through it so good because they come in so, like, bright and clear. Um, I love that. Yeah. um, I like, too, this one ends pretty epically. Like, for a more prolonged period of time, it's not like it ends on like the highest, like most mm-hmm. cacophonous note. But it, I would say, it's the ending minutes of the song are more intense than the ending minutes of any of the other songs mm-hmm. leading up to it. Oh man, I just got, I just got to that part where the bells come in or whatever they are. I don't know. I'm just gonna call them. They're, <laughs> they're all bells, xylophones, vibraphones, glockenspiels. They're bells. Okay, people. I think they're just children screaming. Huh. The only ones yeah, well, that aren't bells are marimbas because they're wood, and I know that. Right? I'm proud of you. 
Yeah. Or xylophones. Shit. Which are also wood. <laughs> no, but I already said xylophones are bells. True. Damn it. True. Damn it. Um, what else did I think about this song? Let me skip to what I called part two of the song. Oh, yeah. So, like, in sort of the middle of the song, there's another part where everything drops out and it's just the sax. And then when the drums come in, it's just, like, sort of a, like, tambourine-ish instrument and, like, a single, I don't know, low-pitched drum. I I don't know if it's from the kit or a, a standalone element, but it's just keeps a really nice rhythm underneath it. I like that part. It was pleasing to my ears. Yeah, this group is pretty good at layering and orchestration, mm. which uh, when you don't, especially when, I'm not saying these people don't, but especially in music where you don't do a lot, um, you know, harmonically or melodically, mm-hmm. uh, just orchestration to huge. I think I like I've said that too about like punk shit, like just knowing when to like cut things out or like mm-hmm. layer on things. You're like, damn, that's fucking hip. And that's what keeps us listening. Hell yeah. You look kind of tired like you wanted want an outro. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I, I love to hear that from you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it's the end. It is the, end the, is the vibe. It is the same. It's the... T- t- I need to stop kicking this mic. You really I'm do. Sorry. It's, a, it's a pain in the ass for me. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. So, uh, so this uh, the song ends with an outro. Oh yeah, the outro. The outro. Um, Stephen, Stephen, how would you describe this outro? Don't raise your voice above an NPR whisper. This song, I would say, I can't, I can't do it. This this song just feels like the ending of an album. If I had to describe I would have it to concur. In, in one way. I would say that it ends the same way it began with music. <laughs> um, once again, pretty sure this this track is basically a continuation of the interlude, and the interlude fades out. So I I could not independently verify this, but I think they would just go together. Um, it's nice and slow and low. It's kind of a come down after the climactic apex that we reached in double dub. Anyway, so so that's the outro, and now we're all out of songs. There was only eight songs, and while some of them were very long, um, I guess that doesn't mean that we spend more time talking about the individual ones. So, it's an album. Woohoo! Yeah. Well, so uh, I think it's on you, right, to pick the rating system? I guess. This one's tough because there were no lyrics. I, I like to pull lyrics for, or rating systems from the lyrics or song how many how many intros would you give it how many intros how many interludes (laughs) i mean how many fires or joys (laughs) i i do just like lafant lafant i just think that's i just think that's funny lafant and if you were talking about it with like spanish um objects what's the word what's the anyway it would be like l lafant (laughs) that was great yeah i was (laughs) i do enjoy that like at least three times an episode i get to make a joke that just upsets you on a deep and personal level 
and disappoints you and i would yeah i'm not upset i'm just disappointed <laughs> and like it would make you probably embarrassed to admit that you know me I, I think i'm in too deep now all right um so i guess i'm gonna nominate la fance as the rating system okay. are you on board with that who goes any... first um why don't you why don't you as the non-nominator of this record i'm gonna give this 3.5 lafants oh, that's Fons. higher than i thought Le... any closing remarks or are you, are you uh no i again just wholly neutral well, on it like I think you know wholly it was neutral not... would be like 2.5 would that be 2.5 oh you're right i'm a fucking idiot that doesn't know math <laughs> uh 2.5 it is 2.5 oh really 2.5 yeah wow. Yeah, That's it was fine. Than I thought so. I guess I thought it would be three. <laughs> yeah, it was like by process of elimination. I think I know what you thought. Yeah, it was fine. Maybe we should um, maybe we should normalize giving two point five as a rating because it's not a bad rating. No, it's not. You know, it's, it's not. It's neutral. It's not actively bad. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't if this if we were if we were hanging and this came on, I wouldn't violently ask you to change it. <laughs> I'm not going to treat it like Slipknot. Hey, man. Don't besmirch the knot. Okay, well, um, I I think I'm going to rate it. Let's see. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna go three point five. I think I was thinking about going four, but that might be too high. Um, since since we're normalizing, you know, giving lower scores because they're not bad. Um, but yeah, I enjoy this. It's not. Like in terms of the just the genre and the musical style, like it's not my top tier go to. But once again, I like having stuff like this in the library for when I want it. Um, I really can't think of much to like really criticize about it. I think you mentioned some areas where maybe it's a bit long, which like this is just personal. But like in the context where I would listen to this, like during work or something, or some other task where I don't want like the distraction of a podcast or vocals. I think like having an 11 minute song is fine because I just kind of like get in that zone, right? Uh, so I don't really hold yeah. that against it, but I, I think it's valid like from your perspective. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to say three and a half LaFonts, which don't spend too much time envisioning the half LaFont in your head, dear, dear listener. Yeah. It's pretty gruesome. Don't. <laughs> all right. Um, so, Andy, we have. We've done all the things. We've gotten through the ratings. Um, this would normally be the part in the show where you assign homework. But we're doing things a little bit differently this episode, eh? That was terrifying. Spooky, even. Yes, we got Halloween coming up. Our, our next episode will release... Let's look. It will release on October 27th, which is shortly before the spookiest day of the year. October 26th. <laughs> I just said the publish is the 27th. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we thought we'd do something different for Halloween. So instead of assigning an album uh, this episode, I think Andy and I are just going to choose five songs each that are either Halloween related or just spooky, scary, horror. Um, and we'll just make a playlist out of those and put links to that in the show notes so that you, dear listeners, can dearly listen. Um, and then, yeah, next episode we'll have some fun talking about those, talking about Halloween, talking about Andy's affinity for horror. 
and it's definitely going to come through <laughs> in these song choices. Are we saying them? Yeah, so should we go back and forth? Do like a like a draft style? Sure, and let's do it. All right, uh, let me open up my spooky songs list here in notes you're not gonna you're not gonna text me a pumpkin a skeleton a different kind of pumpkin don't give me ideas andy all right so why don't you go first what's your what's the first um spooky song that we're gonna talk about next episode all right um let me just i just want to make sure this is the correct title all right cool the song is called spooky mormon hell dream by who? From the Broadway musical The Book of Mormon. Nice. I've never seen that. It's a killer show. Spooky Mormon Hell Dream. Great song title. All right. Um my first track is going to be familiar to listeners of a certain age that maybe were into like skateboarding and being like really cool rebels like I was. <laughs> uh <laughs> The song 96 Quite Bitter Beings by CKY. You know that song, Andy? No. Oh, you're about to. You really know that one? Oh, okay, yeah. Never mind, I do. All right, your turn. I couldn't tell you anything from CKY by name, but okay. My second one, Helena (laughs) by My Chemical Romance. Had to be on there. You know, when I was going through my library and looking at, like, which spooky bands I had. I saw My Chemical Romance and I was like, Andy's going to pick something from them. So I'll just, I'm just going <laughs> to pass on by. Good boy. Um, let's see. Next, I'm trying to see like if I want to save like the best for last or how I want to do this order wise. Um, so this is like, this one was sort of a fringe one, but I was kind of grasping at straws here because a lot of my spooky songs, like I have like a lot by like the same bands, but I didn't want to pick the same bands, right? So. Um, I think this is a pretty spooky song. It's called uh, Country Death Song by the Violent Femmes, Milwaukee's own Violent Femmes. Andrew, John Baldwin, what's your third spooky song? All right, dude. The song is really spooky. Ooh, I'm not kidding. Let's do it. Um, but you're going to have to look up the lyrics for it because it's in German. I don't care, I don't care about lyrics. So, Is it Du Hast? No, it is called... The Earl König by Franz Schubert. Can you please text that to me? So I've done my first two, right? Okay. Um, I guess the third one is going to be Halloween by the Misfits. Little on the nose, I know, but I noticed that you did things that might be on the nose in the realm of the bands we listen to, and I just... <laughs> <laughs> like, I almost picked Dance Macabre by Camille Saint-Saëns, this orchestral tone poem. God. I mean, do it. I dare you. Do it. No. All right, your turn. Number four. Uh, to continue my, my trend of ridiculous song choices, Buried Myself Alive by The Used. It's a great song right all right um my fourth track is a song called living dead or the living dead by a band called harley poe it's your turn what's your fifth song this is halloween from nightmare before christmas (laughs) i've never seen that movie oh dude it's nice as a kid it weirded me out but as an adult i'm like oh this is pleasant 
Nice. All right. So my fifth and final selection for the 2021 Halloween spooky song spectacular from the Up Next podcast is, drumroll please, a little ditty called Hell Yes by the Alkaline Trio, Chicago Zone. I fucking forgot about the Alkaline Trio. They're spooky. That's I mean, kind of their, they, that, that was their MO for a minute. They want you to think they're spooky. I don't know how spooky you, they really you, are. Anyway, yeah, hell yes. They're not that. If you can transition to Blink 182, you're not spooky. You're sad. <laughs> um, I did want to give an honorable mention to another song titled Halloween by the great Phoebe Bridgers, but I couldn't really justify putting it on the list necessarily because it's not like a spooky song. It's just called Halloween. I might make you listen um, to it anyway. Hold on, give me a second. I want to give an honorable mention then to uh, my Chemical Romance song, uh, You Know What They Do to Guys Like Us in Prison. That is almost the song I picked. But I didn't remember the lyrics on the fly if they were too Mm. spooky or like macabre. But. Hmm. All right, cool. Well, we got got ourselves a playlist. We're going to have fun next episode. Not as much research, not as much boring shit. It's going to be great. Yeah, we're just going to listen and talk about it. We can talk about Halloween in general and my, my yeah. fraught relationship with it. I'm excited. That's going to take Ooh, up most teaser. of it. <laughs> yeah, we, you can just psychoanalyze me. I will, you psycho. I'm just kidding. Oh, I almost picked Psycho Killer by the Talking Heads, but everyone knows that song, you know. It's yeah. kind of a spooky song, though. Anyway, well, Andy, we've got homework. So, do you want to do you want to plug your stuff or just refer the good people to the show notes? Check out the show notes. You know, I'm gonna plug my stuff though. Okay, fill out the listener polls on our albums. Okay, not our albums, the albums we've discussed. The the if link. If you fill out the be... poll on our albums, I'd be impressed because we have none. I will send you a personalized thank you note for every poll you complete. Just kidding. You can fill it out anonymously. We won't know who you are. It's fine. We won't judge your terrible taste. (laughs) I think it's time we call it. Uh, So, Andy, this has felt like an episode. Are we done here? Uh, I think we're done here. All right. Fare thee well, Andrew. Until next time. Farewell, farewell. Parting is such sweet. (laughs) 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 Goodbye. Goodbye, listeners. Let's both do ASMR together.